Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 430. Today is November 13th, 2023. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, you can probably tell by listening to my voice that I have a severe cold. And in fact, that's why I haven't done an episode in the last month or so. This thing started out as I was returning from one of my speaking engagements in mid-October out at Self-Reliance Festival. I most likely picked up COVID initially. Then once that was over, it settled into a bad cold, which morphed into me losing my voice. And then that has kind of continued to the fact where at this point, I don't have any cold symptoms, but I have continued bad cough and my voice will just not hold up. Uh, I can, you know, often talk earlier in the day, but by the time, you know, it's the end of the day and it's time to do a podcast, I simply have no voice left in me. For those of you that know me personally, you know that I've been dealing with this. I appreciate all your uh, thoughts and good wishes and your recommendations on medications. And I'll tell you, I've been taking everything in terms of traditional medicine, both prescription as well as over-the-counter. And to supplement that, my wonderful wife has infused me with every known voodoo home medical cure known to exist, including oregano and elderberry extract. And although she denies it, I think she's thrown in some arsenic every now and then. In any case, at this point, I think what I just need is your prayers. So if you're the praying type, feel free to intervene on my behalf. In any case, although I've had a severe cough and losing my voice, I continue to work every day. I continue to study the markets and make appropriate decisions within my practice. Um, I am perfectly able to keyboard. And so if I had anything important to say to you over these past three and a half, four weeks or so, I would have put out a blog post notice over at investablewealth.com. That's why it's important that you sign up for those free notifications. Again, now having said that, I've only put out one post, and I think that went out last week, and it really comes down to the fact, which is going to be the subject of today's podcast, is that nothing's really changed. The markets, uh, not only in recent months, but really all year and even beyond that, is simply floundering. It's simply moving sideways, and any given day or any given week, it's likely to run up and then just be as likely to run back down. You know, this summer, lots of the big pundits on Wall Street come to the conclusion that we weren't going to have a recession, and a lot of them gave the all-clear signal. To me, that just reinforced the fact that we were more likely to have a recession at that point. And although we haven't officially had a recession, I think maybe we can make the argument that the stock market, particularly the broader end of the stock market, is in a recession and has been for several years. I'll get to that in a minute. But this summer, when many of these pundits started predicting that we were all clear in the market and things were going to go up, well, you know exactly what happened, right? Well, that's when the market put in its recent peak and started to come back down again. And from that summer market run-up, which ended at the end of July, the market proceeded to go down for the next three months until right around the end of October. The S&P 500 broke below its 200-day moving average, but then since then, it has recovered. And again, you see a lot of pundits saying, well, it's time to get back in the market, especially, you know, getting into things like small caps. Well, I disagree. 
Now, I don't have the voice to get into all the technical analysis, and I'm certainly not going to discuss the fundamentals at this point because you've heard me talk about the deteriorating fundamentals all this year. The one bright spot in fundamentals is that in third quarter, we did have a surprise positive trend in corporate profits. Now, for the previous three quarters, corporate profits were negative. In this third quarter, though, we saw about a three or a little more percent increase in corporate profits. That's good news. The bad news is that revenue is actually down. And if you listen to the CEO's forecast, especially for first quarter, at best they're muted, if not negative. So I'm not sure that we've yet seen a bottom in corporate profits, but if that's true, that will be positive and that will be good. Getting back to the technicals. Again, I'm not going to dwell on this, but if you pull up a chart of the S&P 500, you'll see that in this most recent decline, it put in a double bottom. It's a very traditional W-type pattern. The breakout point, which is the middle of the apex on the W, would be just below 4,400. And while in the past few sessions we have broken above that, we haven't broken out in what I would consider to be significant volume. So from a price volume standpoint, I don't think that's anything that's encouraging. And again, given the yo-yo and switchback nature of the market, I think one week of gains is just as likely to be followed by a week of losses. And if nothing else, at least just a sideway movement of the market. And sideway movement of the market is the operative term here that I want to focus on in this episode, and I'm getting ready to wrap this episode up because I am losing my voice, as obviously you can tell. And this is where I want to make the point that although we haven't hit an official recession, I think from a technical standpoint in the stock market, and for that matter, even in a fundamental standpoint of the stock market, if you look at the vast majority of mid-sized and smaller companies that have had either declining profits or are at this point still not profitable. I think fundamentally you can argue that's a recession. And then technically just looking at the stock market, hey, the S&P 500 peaked the beginning of January of 2022. So we're nearly two years into the S&P not putting in a new high. And if you look at today's price of the S&P 500, it's effectively where it was in the summer of 2021 which is more than two years ago. So I would sum that up by saying that the S&P 500 has been meandering and switchbacking and moving sideways for the better part of more than two years. And that's because we're still dealing with the after effects of the pandemic and all the excess stimulus, all the malinvestment, and all the monkey business that took place over these past couple years. The bigger part of that, and what I've continued to be most concerned about, is not only getting through the effects of the pandemic in terms of the economy, but also the convergence of some major paradigm shifts, which are extremely long-term, secular, and maybe even generational in the making. Now, I'm not going to go into all those. You've heard me talk about them many times, but we're talking about demographics, geopolitical issues. Peak globalization, declining productivity, many of these are all factors within themselves that are reinforcing each other. And the biggest of these is the policy decisions 
which are going to be made by the Federal Reserve and other central banks, and then the fiscal decisions that are made by the governments, which are totally arbitrary in nature. And this is the part that, you know, again, you hear these talking heads discuss and predict the future with such certainty. They do it in the face of the fact that we have no idea which direction policymakers are going to move in, let alone what is ultimately going to come to pass because of these major secular changes. And briefly, what I'm really talking about here in terms of policy is where are long-term interest rates going to go? No one can tell you for sure. A good argument can be made that they're going to go a lot higher because of persistent inflation and the excesses that we're seeing in fiscal spending. And on the other hand, because of the profligate, artificially low interest rate environment that we've been in for the last 10 or 15 years, it could also be argued that the central banks only have one trick, and that's to take rates down to near zero whenever there's a problem. The conundrum there is that you can only implement financial engineering balance sheet alchemy so many times before reality kicks in. Go ask Argentina or Venezuela how that kind of stuff has worked for them. Now, in any case, I don't want to get all gloom and doomy here because I'm not. I remain cynically optimistic. I think the fact that this market has been held together by not much more than a handful of stocks and a handful of drastically overvalued stocks, while that's a problem, it's also an opportunity because there are literally thousands of good quality individual stocks which are currently trading at a discount. I just don't think now's the time to jump in. One other thing about sideways moving markets and the fact that the broader market has likely been in a recession for a couple years now. I mentioned the meandering and the staggering of the S&P 500, but it's even worse if you take those 5 or 10 way overbought and way overvalued stocks out of the equation. And if you simply look at the equal weight S&P 500 or the mid caps, or in particular, the Russell 2000 small caps, they've all performed significantly worse over the last two years. And that's even equally true for the NASDAQ, which peaked prior to the S&P 500. The NASDAQ peaked, I believe, in the end of November of 2021. So we are a full two years into not seeing a new high on the high-flying NASDAQ. But worse than that, getting back to the small caps, the Russell 2000, at their current price level, they are trading at essentially the same price they traded at back in the summer of 2018. Now, if that is not a sideways, malaise trading stock market, I don't know what is. Well, hey, as you can tell, my voice is gone. So until the next episode, say a prayer for me. And until then, as always... This is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.